Hello, here we are, another episode of Seasoned with Mama. Mama and I, I'm her daughter Elsa, have always loved food. We like cooking, we like hosting, and one thing that goes along with food is drink. So in this episode, we're going to make some cocktails together. We'll be answering some more of your burning questions, reminiscing fondly and giggling filthily. Mama, say hello. I would have said it. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> you can edit that. I'll start again. Mama, say hello. Hello, everybody. tricks mm-hmm. always I'm not an old dog she's not an old dog I'm very respectful mm. mama do you like an aperitif do you have anything before dinner what would you like to have before a dinner um again what I'll say is gin and tonic yeah you do like a gin and tonic I, d- I never prepare my own Oh, what a nice statement. I yeah. never prepare my own gin and yeah, tonic. Because I'm useless. I consider myself useless. Oh, so mom. I trust you and Baba when the, you give me something as a starter aperitif. And I always like it most of the time. You always like it yeah. most of the time. But even um, not a cocktail, even a mocktail, if it quenches my thirst or if it is something that is right for the day we are talking about, is very welcome by me. You're not a huge drinker, are you? No. Why is that? I don't know. I really don't know. I, To me, you drink to quench your thirst and to feel cooler. And a cold drink... And you mean cooler in terms of temperature, not, yeah. not yeah. more street crush? No, of course. <laughs> and... I'm not, that's why I always volunteer to drive after, take people around. You do like being the designated driver? Yeah, because... Despite the fact you can't really see it. I'm not a specialist. Do you think it's to do with, because you've you've never smoked either, have you? No. You're a very very good girl. No, it it hasn't attracted me either. What, um, wasn't there a story about Yaya, your mother, my grandmother? Found me at 14 smoking in an open-air Greek cinema. In was Athens. that your first cigarette? Not in Athens, in Rafina. And, yeah, because it was a row of children like us and some of them. I never bought a packet of cigarettes. I never knew the price then and the price now. Somebody had Probably them. a bit of a difference, I'd imagine, yes. between when you were 14 but and... I never went and said in a kiosk because they sell them in kiosks in Greece. And you'd never say, give me the cigarettes. No. But say someone was hand, handing them out, and you'd had one before. And we all had them there in the line. A line of A, a line, line of, of little, little fly, uh, fire. And little fire. my mother, who's, because our house was just behind the cinema, and she came and uh, stood at the end of the row. Katya, can I have a word with you? She said. So I got up. I remember exactly you know, the position. Did you know what it was straight away? Yeah. Were you like, yeah. uh-oh? Yeah. yeah. But she was so sweet. She said it immediately as if it's bad for my health. At the time... She smoked. I, yeah, no. But uh, for a young person and that. But at the time, it wasn't even known it's bad for the health. 
there wasn't the campaign against smoking that there is no now. Smoking, yeah. smoking. But, but you do look cool, don't you? People think they look cool. Why? They use it and they do it. It's this. the James Dean effect, isn't it? Yeah. You look a bit cooler. You look like you don't you care see them that it's all. going to give you cancer. Um, the film we saw yesterday, yeah. that was in the war days, they were all smoking in their offices and all this. Thing. Yeah, people, yeah. I mean, I remember when people used to smoke in yeah. nightclubs. In our day. office, yeah. uh, when we were drawing. People used to smoke on planes, didn't they? Right? Nobody was complaining. No, on planes. It was on planes and they were putting them in the back rows. Yeah, they like were saying row 20 to 30 is for smoking. Wow. The first drink we're going to make, Mama, is, drum roll, a martini. Do you like a martini? When Nona makes it. Nona, my Greek godmother. She makes it very strong. They are very strong. But she knows maybe that I don't want it very strong and it's a bit not as strong. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a bit I always prefer, prefer not as strong. the lights. I, I remember staying with Eva, who is my godmother in Athens, and her taking me. I was definitely too young to be able to legally drink anywhere. In that hotel? And she took me, um, she drove us in her sports car to a hotel for gin martinis near her house. She said, this is how, and she taught me how to order a martini. This is how you have a martini. How do you order? Well, she was just like, you, she's like, it's more elegant to have gin than vodka. Don't be a woman that drinks a vodka martini. And she said, you want it very dry. To not have a martini very dry is also not cool. And she said, I like it with olives because I like olives. So you dip the olive in? The olives in it, but not dirty. She said, dirty martini also, not elegant. So my order is a very, very dry, I say very twice to get the point across, very, very dry gin martini with olives, but not dirty. Yeah. Not dirty means dirty olive. No, no, dirty. So when you have olives, I usually say as many olives as you can give me because I don't like when they just have one. I want a snack. Um, but the if you say with olives, they sometimes put in a bit of the olive brine and that's a dirty martini, which are nice, but it's a different thing. It's a grease though. It's a bit of mm, Not so much grease, just briny, very salty. Yeah. I quite like um, when I go to a restaurant that has like a bar, if I go to a sort of, swanky restaurant that has a bar I always the first drink I'll order to see how good the bar is is a very 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 dry gin martini and if they bring like the correct drink if they bring a nice martini that's well made then I trust them as a restaurant it's like a good litmus test so you you prefer gin to vodka martini don't you would you like to make one with me will I drink it after um it's up to you what what happens on the lip of the glass with the sugar or the the salt when they it's yeah yeah um that would be a margarita which, oh is it only for the margaritas well it can be that? other drinks that have a rim but not not yeah. a martini usually yeah. yeah okay so we're going to I'll just get out of the bits the glass no it's frozen okay. So I have kept this martini glass 
well, I like to keep a martini glass in the freezer before I make them. Yeah. And then what I like to do, this is how dry I like it, of how much. So I do a tiny amount of vermouth in the glass. And then I swill it around. And then usually I check it. And that's oh, the only yeah. amount of vermouth. But I know Just you like the flavor. I know you like vermouth a bit wetter, so I'll add that in. Yeah. Into the shaker. Into the shaker with the ice. With some ice. That you have kept. And then I'll add open the gin. So maybe 60 milliliters. Can you pass me the lid to the cocktail shaker, Mama? Thank you. Okay, so I'm putting the lid on my trusty cocktail shaker. Put the gin and the remains of the tiny drizzle of vermouth into the shaker. And you can stir it or you can shake it. Or you can shake it. I do prefer it shaken, like James Bond. So. Okay, take the lid off. And I'm also going to ask you, as my glamorous assistant, Mama, to... um. Open this. Put some of the olives. olives on a cocktail stick to go in the glass. There we go. And then we're going to pour the gin on top of the olives. That's not a dirty one. That's not a dirty one. No. Though. Clean it shows as well. Yeah. Just a little one. Oh. That's really nice. It still has the vermouth. There was a Winston Churchill quote, um, I think, that he said the correct way to add vermouth to a martini is to look at the bottle of vermouth from across the room while you're pouring the gin. So we've made our made our martini. Uh, what would you rate it out of 10? Give it a rating, Mama. Eight. An eight? Mm. <laughs> Not that I'm an expert because Not- of the tasting. It's a difficult thing to taste. Have another sip. Yeah. Who is eating the olive? You can have that olive. That's your olive. I always think a martini is a nice occasion, but just for martinis. So I wouldn't suggest making these just before a dinner party. But you don't make them before the guests arrive. No. You it's better everything. to do it. You prepare everything and you make it when people are there. But if you're having a big party, it's hard to do for everyone. What are the... Uh, cocktails you have in my margarita so i was thinking we'll make a ruby margarita which is a really nice sort of um grapefruit and campari margarita it's really really good a bit sort of bitter lovely as a little pause between cocktails we're going back into the post bag well, email inbox, because we have some more questions to put to you, Mama, Agni Aunt Katya. Would you rather be called Misery Mama? No. No? Of course not. Question. Why is everyone doing dry January? Should I be doing dry January? You know what dry January is, of don't course. you? Of course, yeah. Um, I think they react to their feelings about drinking and drinking in November. December. And December. And they say, oh, I'll have a dry January. And some people enjoy it, some don't. And they break it down halfway through into the middle of January. Some people don't even get that far, I guess. I find it reasonable if they want to give their health a bit of a break or whatever. 
But I would well by the time um, this podcast goes out, it should be nearly the end of dry January, if not the end. Um, I would say don't feel any pressure to do anything you don't want to. Dry January, it is sort of a noble idea. I agree with you, you know, to like give yourself a break and and have this healthy new leaf of new year. But I do think January is already a really depressing month. Um, and be nice to yourself. Like if you want to cut back, cut back. If you want to see out January in a haze of wine, you can do that too. Why don't they say dry February, which has less days? So they can deprive <laughs> they can deprive themselves less days. That's a good idea. And call it And it's it's just not as pedestrian. And February is it? just before the And it's the shortest month. Spring and more things happen. Less depressing. I speak from personal experience, <laughs> which I don't miss all this drinking. So but less days to starve or to fast yourself from drink could be February. So Mama dry says February. Mama says dry February. What about dry February? Why not? Why not? It's all all for a, grabs. It's all an American joke. Is yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> Valentine. Is Valentine's American? I think so. Is it? All this. I feel like it's a saints thing, isn't it? It's like the Feast of St. Valentine. Yeah, maybe that's how it started. The next drink we're going to make is one of my favourite drinks, which is a margarita. And I do love margaritas. There are a million great versions of just, you know, everything from a classic mug or a Tommy's margarita. Um, I used to make one with honey and black pepper in that was really nice or with homemade hibiscus cordial, spicy marg, or mango marg. But we're going to make a fairly simple ruby margarita, which is made with a bit of Campari and some pink grapefruit. Mama, will you be my glamorous assistant? Yeah, yeah. With pleasure. Are you glamorous enough? No. Who knows? <laughs> Who sees me? They can't see. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to do... You start always with the ice. You start always with the eyes. Yeah, she's very wise. Okay, pull that chopping board towards you, Mum. So if you can cut the grapefruit in half, Mama. Very sharp knife. And then half again. So each of those again. Bravo. And then half the limes as well. So it's best to use fresh fruit. I'm going to make two. So we've got one each. If you could pass me the tequila. Mama, and I am going to measure out for each drink. So we're making two. I'm going to measure out 45 milliliters of tequila. It's a good tequila, this one. 45. Pour that over the ice in the cocktail shaker. And then 45 again. Pour that over the ice in the cocktail shaker. Cool. The next ingredient to add is the Campari. So for each drink, we're adding 15 millilitres of Campari. Thank you, Mama. Very glamorous assistant. So that's a total of 30. Pour that into the cocktail shaker too. Squeezing those limes. Strong. Thank you, Mum. It's not hard to squeeze a lime. Did you have weak hands like me? Do you have weak hands? Mm. Let's see how much lime juice that is. 30. Perfect. Is that what it should be? Yeah. 
we've put in 45 of tequila, 15 of Campari, 15 of lime juice, and then it's 25 of pink grapefruit. You can use pink or red. Okay, and then we add for each drink a little squirt of wow. agave. For the sweetness, the sweetener. For the sweetness. And then, do you want to give it a shake? Yeah. Hold the lid down just in case. I wish you could see your face. Yeah. Then do you see these margarita glasses? Are they special? Well, they shape like a cactus. Right. We could have done a rim of... Uh... We didn't do a rim. Oh, there's still time to do a rim. Yeah. Do you want a rim? Good idea. Okay, we'll do a rim. So for the rim, we take some of the citrus that has been squeezed. So this lime half has oh, been squeezed. Right. And you can use that to rub around you the rim of the glass. Yeah. So I've prepared a little rimming salt, which is tahin, which is a sort of... Tahin? Yeah, it's about like tajun. Um, it's a Mexican sort of chili-based salt spice. So there we go. We've rimmed the glass. And then we pour. Bravo. Okay, should we say cheers? Cheers. Nice. Cheers. Cheers. I do like saying cheers. I remember um, when I was a student living with a friend and we went to a house party together and apparently I said cheers so much uh, that the friend got really annoyed and left the house party. No, quite funny. Um, you still see that friend? I don't, I don't often see that friend, no. Not that there's any animosity, but... Life's too short to not say cheers. Say cheers. Enjoy the moment. What would you score this cocktail out of 10? 80, 90. 80, 80 or 90? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Pleasure. In Greece, Mama, is there a drinking culture like there is in the UK? Like of people going out? sort of to get pissed and, and everyone drinking and it being such a big cultural thing, like it's huge in it. I don't think there is as strong as here, but I don't belong to the young Greek generation anymore. Do you think I the, don't young, know. the young but Greeks I drink think more? They're, yeah, they're repeating it. They're following it like other people of other countries mm. because Sorry. it's followed by people in your age and not by people in my age. I don't know. I know people your age that drink a lot. Yeah. And that enjoy a cocktail. Mm. I think it's nicer. I think if you're going to drink, have a nice drink. That's my thought about it. Like I'd much rather I remember in lockdown, in COVID lockdown, when I was in London, living in a no bedroom flat, like just by myself. And I remember every evening I would make myself a cocktail for six o'clock to have just one really nice drink um, because I was shielding and it was so miserable. But I, that was a really nice thing to sort of focus on, to be like, what drink shall I have? What ingredients do I need? Shall I make it really fancy and infuse something? Put it in a nice glass. And I just have the one, but it was really nice. I obviously drank quite a lot as a teenager. Did you know no. that I was drinking as a teenager? No. You had no idea that I was drinking as a Not teenager? Not as much, no. I remember I noticed you were meeting some friends and you were going to a shop where they were giving you alcohol. Oh, they'd serve underage. underage. Yeah. We also picked you up. 
and you told us that this other friend was so sick, you were helping her in the toilet, holding True, her hair. Yeah, school friend. I think we're about 13 then. And my only criticism is if you liked it or not, because if you didn't like to be getting drunk like everybody else was doing, you didn't need to be doing it. But if it attracted you and your friends were doing it, I you found were it fun. It. Yeah. I didn't feel ashamed of it. But like, I don't feel ashamed of it now. I think there are definitely dangers, like not not just health nonsense, but if you're drinking when you're very young and you're not experienced at it, and your friends aren't do wrong things, like well, yeah, and you can be very vulnerable. Mm. But for the most part, I'm, you know, I'm lucky. Touch wood, nothing, nothing terrible happened. But I definitely enjoyed those like silly nights of us all being you know drinking I don't know K-cider in a park or sneaking into clubs so young you forget how many years of difference we are between us so I didn't experience that the most I have I was drunk at the university was with beer because that was all you could drink what's the drunkest you've ever been I was saying all sorts of funny things and they didn't take them with me in the restaurant. They left a friend behind at the hotel. To I was at university, you. 18. And they left a friend of my of ours to look after me. And all the others went to the restaurant. Because they said you were too drunk? It was in Olympia, actually. You know, ancient Olympia. What were you saying? Do you remember? I was saying, reading articles and reading makes i remember i was in the toilet and i was reading the make of the, <laughs> the shampoos of the shampoos yeah. and yeah and it was vicky was there i think i have seen you drunk that night that i i made you some martinis in your kitchen at home and i remember you you started to get up and wash up at the sink during the meal we we're like what are you doing and you said I came up to be like, Mum, stop washing up. I'll do that a bit later. And you came up. <laughs> you, you leant into me and you went, I'm so drunk. Am I being really embarrassing? Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. But it reminded me of being a teenager and having a drunk friend at a club that would be like, oh, I'm being really drunk. Am I embarrassing? And usually they were being really drunk and embarrassing. But well, very few times. I remember at my 30th, you doing shots. Do you remember that? When we're in Corfu and... Ah, that, of course, that's really um, true. We had the meal at the vineyard yeah. with all my mates yeah, and you. Yeah, yeah, that was the 30th. Yeah. And people were bringing um, trays of tequila shots around. You said, I'll share it with, with your dad. And I was like, that's pathetic. You can't share a shot. And you just drank that shot so quickly, like it was water. And everyone was staring at you because you didn't make a face afterwards. And usually when people aren't used to tequila or doing a shot, they make this hideous sort of like, ugh, face afterwards. And you did the shot and went, what? Was it supposed to be hard? Amazing. It was really funny. But I don't remember being drunk after because maybe we left. You sent us home after that. I did send you home, yeah. It's for the best. You always send us home. It's Even for everyone's your party best. here. Yeah. You sent us home, which I don't mind. But it's a totally, I keep quoting a different century. Did you ever see me drunk? Not as such, only cheerful. I think as well, because we lived somewhere a bit more remote, I would always be at my friends' houses afterwards. Yeah. And being sick. 
I think this margarita would make a good dinner party drink. It's also quite easy to scale up. Yeah. And I you can kind the, of make it in advance and just need, shake it last minute. Yeah. I need the proportions written down because I forget. The proportions will be written down for you. Yeah. Another question from the inbox and a reminder that you can share your questions with us by sending an email to it's seasonedwithmama at gmail.com. It's all one word and no apostrophe on the it's. Any questions, thoughts, opinions, we're happy to hear it all. Without further ado, the question in question is, I think this one's quite relevant to us. Um, Not that you've ever done this, but I wouldn't put it past you. My mother keeps trying to set me up. How do I get her to back off? I don't want a relationship at the moment. I'm perfectly happy being single, but she doesn't seem to get this. I think you've got to tell your mum to back off a bit. Be really firm. What do you think, mum? I'm trying to put myself into this, but I would prefer to discuss it with my mum and see on what basis she tries to set me up. Yeah, I think it's definitely more about your mother than you. Like she might be herself really scared of being single and projects it onto you. And it's not up to my up to your mother to choose somebody and send you set you yeah. up. Try to practice that kind of radical empathy where you put yourself in her shoes. No. And is she or has she ever been lonely or vulnerable? Maybe she's scared of you not having like a support system or something as simple as she thinks being single means that you're not financially safe. Try to be understanding, talk to her, but also firm. And you want her to know that the best gift that a mother could give a child is the confidence to be happy alone. Mm. And clearly she's already given you that talk to her yeah just uh, try to say on which grounds she insists that way yeah I'm glad you never you've never tried to set me up there's no one older like no older relatives have ever tried to set me up when I've been single but I do remember hilariously that carer of my grandmother's in Athens um was a very lovely lady very caring we we really loved her she was a great help to my grandmother in her later years but she used to show me photos of this very um hairy man very um hirsute uh, older guy and um she'd always say do you do you want to be maybe you set up with him maybe I set you up and I remember once saying like okay sure no thanks though and I think you came into the room and you said oh what's going on I can remember you asking, what does he do as a profession? And just from the blurry pictures of that were shared that looked like they were taken on a disposable camera or CCTV stills from sort of 2007, I felt very like, is this man an amateur gynecologist? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, speak to your mum, have the conversation, try and hear her point of view, but then be very firm about yours. And if all else fails, you could go on one of the dates and just be really rude. And then she'll never do it again. Or is that an option, you think? Well, I don't know. Do you have any hangover remedies, Mama? Have you ever had a hangover? They say coffee. Really? Who says? They say coffee. Your alcoholic friends. Black coffee, no sugar. I've never used it because I was never sober. Well, I guess that sort of sobers you up. I would always say have a sugar. Like my hangover remedy is a full fat Coca-Cola. 
that always helps. Full sugar, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah, none of Flat, this. though. No, not even flat. And mm. it, preferably in a can. Works better if it's in a can, like a cold can of full-fat Coca-Cola from the fridge. Uh, I call it the red ambulance. It's so good. It's always what I have when I'm feeling a bit hanging the next morning. One too many ruby margaritas. And this person has written, less of a question, more just curious to know your opinion. Can men and women ever really just be friends? Yeah, I've got thousands of friends. I think that there's a bit of a, like, when Harry met Sally sort of idea that, I mean, that's the discussion they have in the film, isn't it? Um, Harry says to Sally that men and women can't be friends, that there's always something between them. I think they can definitely, I have lots of male friends that I think are fantastic and like lovely, warm people, but I don't like them in that way. And I don't think I ever could. Yeah, of course. It's totally possible. I think the bigger red flag isn't your partner having lots of friends of like the opposite sex or whatever. I think the bigger red flag is them not. Like I would say I'd rather you know, my boyfriend had female friends and I would feel less, I would, that would feel weirder if he had no female friends. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. what kind of an incel is this guy? Yeah. You've got male friends, I've got male friends. So we're going to make another drink. This one is more, it's not so much a drink as, well, it's not a cocktail as much as the others are. Um, this is a green tea and vermouth, mm. which is more of a template for a cocktail that you can use as you wish. So earlier today, exactly, mum, there's one I made earlier. That's some um, chilled green tea. It's not that chilled, but it's cold enough. And you can use any vermouth, so white, red, sweet, you know, um, amber. We're going to use some dry white vermouth. We're going to add two ounces of vermouth for each drink. Enough. And we're going to add one and a half ounces of chilled green tea. So what do you think? Would you like cardamom bitters or the grapefruit bitters? Maybe? Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Grapefruit bitters. Yeah. Does it bother you how well I can do your accent? No, I don't mind. Do you find it flattering? It's not the first time. It's not the first time. Everybody's in just a few drops of that. And a few, yeah, a couple of dashes of the um, grapefruit bitters. If you could pass me the, the bar spoon, Mum. I'll do. Couldn't be longer this spoon. It couldn't About be longer this spoon. It's, it's a foot long. How much was the quantity of the initial? So it was two ounces two. of any vermouth, an ounce and a half of chilled green tea. You can use like a lemon green tea or a ginger green tea mixed up. And then a few dashes of any bitters you like. We've stirred it into ice. And now I'm going to pour it into the glass and then I'm going to zest a bit of grapefruit. It doesn't have to be grapefruit, it can be any citrus. So an no ounce. Ice. No ice. It's not served over ice because you've stirred it with ice, so it should be nice and chilled. Yeah. Cheers. Stiniasu. Stiniasu. What does stiniasu mean, Mama? In your health. In, in your health. Or to your health? To your health, maybe better. Yes. Do you, you like it? You can even feel the oil of the grapefruit. grapefruit yeah. Mm. 
So that's nice because it's really easy to make um, just with a bottle of vermouth and a bit of green tea ahead of time. You nice. happy? Mm. What would you rate it out of 10? Eight. Um, but I do like that. Do you like me to make you a different drink? I think if we have another set of glasses, we can do another one. Yeah. A bit after. Yeah. Why don't we rack them up? Well, I could make you... What have we got? We've got gin. Me, mama. I would like to point out, if you ever hear any rustling, it's because mum is incapable of sitting still. What is it? What I've noticed as well, it's a very sweet thing that when you talk, you always gesticulate. We can't express ourselves without using our hands. What, and the human the race same. or just you? No, we Greeks. We Greeks. And also, if you see some Spaniards from far away talking to each other, you think they're Greeks because they are also gesticulating. So could it just be that it's a Mediterranean thing? Yeah. No, Greek. I'm going to make you another drink. Let's get... You have a variety. I've got a variety. So this one is called a Rocky Left Bank, and it's 40 ml of dry gin, 25 of elderflower liqueur, and 40 of dry white wine. In need ice, as always. So oh, you're going to mix this one. Right. Okay. So just let me see the measures. You're going to add 40 ml of the dry gin. Pour it in the um, shaker, please, mum. Is it portion for two or for one? For one. And then 25 of the elderflower liqueur, please. Here again. Mix it. Yeah. Okay. And then add a bit of dry white wine. So 40 ml again. So it's 40 dry gin, 25 elderflower liqueur, and 40 ml of a dry white wine, preferably one that's quite minerally, like a Chablis or a similar. Bravo. Give it a little shake. You want to strain into the glass. Just next to you, the glass full of ice. Pour on it. the rocks. And exactly. It's served on the rocks in a glass full of ice. And who is to try it? I think you should try it. Smell it first. She yeah. smells it first. Just doing the smell chest. test. Mm. Stronger than the tea. Stronger than the tea one. Too strong? No. Very nice. That's Out nine. of ten? That's nine. Oh, nine. that's a nine. Nine to ten, yeah. Wow, nine to ten. Mm. Ten out of ten? No. Nine point five. Let's not be very... Let's not be very generous. Let's not reward our daughter for her cocktails. Yeah. Let's rate her poorly. Oh, it's nice. What do you call it? Uh, it's called a Rocky Left Bank. The face you're making at the name was great. It'd be quite nice for the summer, I think, that as a drink. It's quite hey, a summery drink. Very refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Mum, I love you, but if you s please stop fiddling. <laughs> Such a fiddler. It does a bit of background noise. It's not nice to hear someone fiddling background noise. <laughs> We spoke the other day, Mama, about drinking games, and you said you'd never played one. When I was a teenager, we used to play drinking games quite a bit, and at university, even though I was at a slightly pretentious university, we used to sort of play drinking games kind of ironically. 
but I think it would be funny if we had a little go. Okay, so we could do the... Have you ever played the drinking game Never Have I Ever? I think I, will, I tried once, but I, we stopped it. Do you have any idea how it goes? That's your things, and you need to tell if you've done this, if you've done that. Sort of, yeah, that is vaguely it, yeah. yeah. One player says, like, never have I ever stolen something from a shop. And if you've done it, you have to drink. And the person that reads it out can drink as well. So they can lie and then just have a drink. No. Okay, never have I ever stolen something from a shop. Never have I ever stolen anything from a shop. You don't have to say it, you just don't drink. All right. Yeah. Um, Why... I know that you've stolen something from a shop. It wasn't me, it was my friends. <laughs> in Amsterdam, if that's what you remember. No, I'm not talking about you. What happened in Amsterdam? I think we were two friends and they got some bag, or not bags, I can't really remember, I was so young. We were only 21 and it wasn't stealing, it was... It's better if I can't try to remember because I'm sure, telling. sure. I'm last. What I'll remember, what what we'll all take away from that story is that when she was twenty one, Mum went to Amsterdam and stole a blow up doll from a sex shop. Can't believe you did that. I didn't really because I didn't go to a sex shop. It was a department store. And they don't sell a sex department store. No, they don't sell blow up dolls. Because I was going to say, frankly, a lot more um, chaste is that you once walked out of an H&M on Market Street in Manchester oh, with a yes. six-pack of thongs yeah. attached to your oh, umbrella. Yes, I forgot about that. When a, a lady in Market Street told me something is hanging from out from your umbrella. And it was the thongs. I look back and it was a bundle of thongs. So I went back into the shop. Had you been it looking drank. at the thongs? No, but my umbrella grabbed them as I was leaving the shop. It was in a basket. And that was a very funny experience. I went back to the office and told them they were killing themselves laughing against me. So you didn't keep the thongs? Nobody stopped me going Are you a in. thong wearer? No. <laughs> if it was any good, I would bring it to you or to whoever. But no, nobody. thank you. Yeah, exactly. The thing I stole was when I was old enough to go to the Trafford Centre, but still pretty young. Yeah. Uh, I went on a Saturday with some friends to Miss Selfridge and um, they'd all stolen something from Boots. As a joke. As a... Rite of passage, little kids being idiots. They were like, go on, Elsie, steal something. So I stole the tester uh, nail varnish from Miss Selfridge. It was really, a bottle was half empty. I didn't really wear Put nail varnish. I just had it in my hot little palm as I left the shop. I thought I was going to go to prison. Got home, put it in the bin. Yeah. You try everything in that age. You learn later. Never. Okay, you go for it. Do you have a never have I ever? Never have I ever stripped in the street. Oh, my God. Um, Have you? No. Oh. Never have I ever. Well, I mean, no. In the street. Just some nonsense that came to my mind. (laughs) Because after, because of this silly game, I give a silly question. Yeah, she loves a silly answer. 
never have I ever gone skinny dipping. Skinny dipping with the underwear I have. Well, that's not skinny dipping, is yeah, it? so I haven't. You've never taken all your clothes off and gone in the sea? No. In the dark, in Greece, yes, with my underwear. You always kept your underwear on. That's a bit. Live a little, because Mum. Because I'm a prude. <laughs> Are you a prude? Of the previous century, don't forget. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose going in your underwear is quite... Were they petticoats? Were you wearing bloomers? <laughs> <laughs> no. Never have I ever used a fake ID? No. And when I, I discovered yours, I was ready to die. <laughs> my first You're not dramatic though, are you, no. Mama? My first impression when I saw you the day of your birth was two years ahead or something. A bit more, yeah. I was upset. Why? Because it was a lion. <laughs> now you don't need it, you're grown up. I have been ID'd. Do you ever get ID'd? Um for old or for young? <laughs> Do you want to read out what people how people contact us? No. <laughs> No, because... You don't want them to contact us? No, but you can read it out. Oh, I can read it out. Yeah. Okay. You know better. As always, we would love to hear from you. Or why don't you say that? Say, if you want to contact us. As always, we would like to hear from you. No. If there is any details you have managed to catch or write down. Or you have any questions. Or you have any questions. Or want to give us any abuse, heckling. Whatever, yes. Or to say hi. Or to say hi politely, yeah. please send your questions or comments via email to itsseasonedwithmama at gmail.com. That's all one word and no apostrophe. Have you managed to spill cocktail on your lap? Yeah. Right. <laughs> By mouth leak. <laughs> By mouth leak. My mouth leak. Oh, right. No, I think two cocktails a day is good enough. It's not something you can have it constantly. You can have wine constantly or a beer constantly, but don't laugh. I'm laughing at you can have wine constantly or beer constantly. No, I mean on a day to day. You heard it here first. You can have beer constantly. Dr. Katia says it's fine. Should we make a nightcap cocktail? Which is? After dinner. (laughs) You love a hot chocolate, don't you? Uh, No, it's called a Darling Clementine. So the first thing we add is bourbon. I'm going to use Buffalo Trace. First thing I'm going to add is 30 millilitres of Buffalo Trace. But you can use any bourbon, really. And then 15 millilitres of Cointreau. 45 millilitres of fresh Clementine juice. So just... The perfect amount in two large clementines. The last thing I'm going to add is some fir tree liqueur, just 7.5. I'll cut this out, obviously. So you will ask me now to to mark it again. You've cottoned on. Oh, dear. Cheers, Mama. Cheers. Take any opportunity to cheers that you can. 
totally different than the others. Totally different. Oh, that's the night cup. Do you like it? You know what's coming next? What's the score? Can I remember and compare? She's going back to the last three drinks. So she's having a sip of the green tea and vermouth. She's having another sip of the rocky left bank that you've nearly finished. I think I love the rocky. You think you prefer the rocky? My nine. So that's nine. This darling Clementine, what would you give that? Because I'm not familiar to bourbon. bourbon. It's new flavour for me. So I'm low not, score. I'm not hooked. Eight. Oh, I very like generous. All of them. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of this episode of Seasoned with Mama. And um, as you know, this episode was about cocktails. How many cocktails have you had, Mum? Several. 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 <laughs> no. She's enjoyed several drinks. Um we are going to do another episode of this little experiment that will come out on Valentine's Day. So we'll be showing you how to make a Valentine's Day meal. Will it be a meal or not a cocktail? It'll be a meal, not a cocktail. I, mean, I was going to say if it's a cocktail for Valentine's, it has to be pink. We can make a pink cocktail to go with the meal if you want. That's fine. Oh, well, I don't know what's supposed to say. I think you meant to say, say subscribe if you want to hear more. If you want any more varieties or you want questions, you can subscribe and we and will talk to you. And email us if you want and we will talk to you. <laughs> and we will talk to you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Goodbye from Mama. Goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>